Why should I read the Bible? It's a, it's a very simple question, but there are so many answers, and I can only hope to scratch the surface of the surface and give uh, perhaps a few examples from my own life and from other people who have had very different paths from me. Why should I read the Bible? When you've been a disciple for quite a while, I think you can easily forget what we have in the Bible. We can forget that without it, it would be really, really hard to know God at all. It's the primary source of our understanding him, his acts, his personality. It's, it's where we get our theology. I'll ask that question quite a few times during this message. The question, why should I read the Bible? And ask yourself that. It's perhaps one of the most important questions you could ever ask yourself. I asked many people why they read the Bible and there were common threads. It is spiritual food. It will teach you. It will mature you. You will know God. But although there were common threads, each person's experience is different because we are all different and each relationship, each person has a different relationship with God. But we must all meet him in the word. The consequences of knowing God will hopefully come out in this admittedly short message. In a message about the Bible, we have to include the Bible, really. So I chose to look at Matthew 4, verse 4 onwards, when Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point in the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. 
and angels came and attended him. It's, it's going to be hard to follow that. A battle between God and the devil. But not everybody's impressed. Some people don't trust the Bible and have gone to great lengths to attempt to debunk it. But some of these people who have tried to disprove the Bible have in the end come to see the face of God. For example, Josh McDowell. He was an agnostic at college, studying law, when he decided to prepare a paper that would examine the historical evidence of the Christian faith in order to disprove it. However, he ended up converting to Christianity after, he says, he found evidence for it, not against it. You just don't know what will happen when you put the Bible in your head. Why should I read the Bible? In Ephesians, scripture is described as the sword of the spirit. If it is a sword, then it is a weapon. A weapon provided for us by God. And that implies clearly that we are in a battle. Unfortunately though, our opponent is much cleverer than we are. But intelligence is thankfully not the key factor. It is a case of having the right equipment. In Matthew 4, when Jesus was attacked by the devil, he did not use superhero type powers. He quoted scripture. Filled with the Holy Spirit, he was able to righteously use the word of God. In this passage, Jesus is showing us how to be a Christian. Why should I read the Bible? Why should I read the Bible? To have scripture in your head, you need to get it in somehow. You must feed on it. And if you're not feeding on the word of God, you will be feeding yourself, your soul, on something else. Your soul is hungry and your soul will not stay empty. It is said that nature abhors a vacuum, but our nature abhors a vacuum too. I don't know how much of the 1,440 minutes each day that you spend in the Word of God. And I don't know how much time you spend with TV or YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, North Sound 1, Radio 4, The Press and Journal, The Sunday Post, The Independent, Sky News, Sky Sports, Netflix, Cineworld, the BBC, or indeed watching a boxed set online, even watching good old-fashioned DVDs or whatever, just as you don't know how much of my life I spend in these things. But we must be aware that each and every one of them influences us. Each one feeds our soul something, and thus forms our character. If you're concerned about your character, hear what D.L. Moody said. The Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. And if you are concerned about your character, would you like to change? Would you like a spiritually transformed life? John Ortberg wrote, I have never known someone leading a spiritually transformed life who has not been deeply saturated 
in Scripture. Why should I read the Bible? I asked Mrs. Simpson. She said, why not? If you don't, you won't feel in touch with God. And if you're a Christian, you will feel like a failure. If you do, you will feel more in touch with God. If you don't, you will feel guilty. In my own experience, I have found this to be true. Although it's also true that periods of spiritual dryness will inevitably come to us all. Yet feelings are not the whole story. John of the Cross, a 16th century Spanish Carmelite priest and mystic, had this to say about people and their feelings. He says, The problem is this. When they have received no pleasure from their devotions, they think they have not accomplished anything. This is a grave error, and it judges God unfairly. For the truth is, the feelings we receive from our devotional life are the least of its benefits. The invisible and unfelt grace of God is much greater, and it is beyond our comprehension. Why should I read the Bible? To receive God's grace. David Watson, an outstanding evangelist and preacher of the 20th century, wrote, As I spent time chewing over the endless assurances and promises to be found in the Bible, so my faith in the living God grew stronger and held me safe in his hands. God's word to us, especially his word spoken by his spirit through the Bible, is the very ingredient which feeds our faith. If we feed our souls regularly on God's word, several times each day, we should become robust spiritually, just as we feed on ordinary food several times each day and become robust physically. Nothing is more important than hearing and obeying the word of God. David Watson wrote that passage before an operation for the cancer that killed him shortly after aged 51. He didn't know when he was going to die, but I don't think he would have changed a word of that passage. And one phrase in particular stands out for me. Nothing is more important than hearing and obeying the word of God. Why should I read the Bible? A reporter once asked the actor Denzel Washington and his wife Pauletta, Why do you two think the Bible is the best seller, year after year after year, that it is? Denzel said, I think that because inside every one of us we have something tugging at us, telling us to believe in something, to have faith in something bigger than ourselves. I think we're born with that. I think he's right. I think he is expressing that we are designed for a relationship with the God we find in the Bible. Why should I read the Bible? Well, it gives us a sense of God's perspectives. 
the micro view we can find in Psalm 139. Whereas the macro view God shows us, for example, in the book of Job. Now we don't have time to go into either of these, but look at them yourself. Study them yourself, and perhaps you'll get a glimpse of how God sees things. We can read the Bible, but we can also memorize it. Well, here's a question. If you had memorized the entire Bible in your native tongue, or even in the languages in which it was originally written, would it still be possible to find something new in the Bible? Can everyone find something new there? This is a really important question, because one's answer to it displays one's attitude to the Bible and probably towards God. Why should I read the Bible? Because I have to admit that I have a strong sense that it is more precious than I can understand. It humbles me. It's a powerful, powerful book that can change people and change society. Why in some places do believers have to sneak out at darkest night to literally dig up small portions of the Bible that they keep buried? Why are you likely to be murdered if you give someone a Bible in some countries? In China, a house church leader expects to go to jail for their faith. They see it as a normal part of their development and the jails they are put in are not as nice as ours. There was once a remarkable gathering of 170 of these brave house church leaders. A remarkable and risky gathering. A westerner was there and he saw Bibles being torn into pieces. Why were Chinese Christians ripping up Bibles? Well, only seven of these 170 disciples had complete copies of the Bible. They were sharing portions of the Bible with each other. I have to say I'm embarrassed by the fact that I have at least 10 different Bibles in my house and I carry another 20 on my phone, in my pocket. Yet I don't value the Bible nearly as much as these people did. I wish I did. I would love it if God would change my heart and give me an increased hunger for his word. Why should I read the Bible? Well, we can learn very deep things about God, but we can also learn very practical things about people. Billy Graham speaks on this. He made a point of reading five Psalms and a chapter of Proverbs every day, apart from his usual devotions. The five Psalms were so that he would know how to relate to God. And the chapter of Proverbs was so that he would know how to relate to people. In this way, he read all of Psalms and all of Proverbs every month. When we regularly feed upon the word, it becomes part of us. It forms our character. 
It formed the character of Billy Graham. It has formed the character of many of the people who I respect the most. As we come to the end of this message, um, let's hear what Eugene Peterson says about the Bible. He says, there's nothing new in the newspaper. Every day there are murders, rapes or drug deals. There's almost never anything new. But when I open my Bible, you know, I'm surprised every day. So as I close, let's hear again what Jesus says about Scripture. Let's revisit Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man shall not live from bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God.